Good evening, and welcome to another edition of the JMU Sports Blog Podcast. I'm Todd. I'm joined as always by my buddy Rob. What's up, Rob? Oh, evening, everyone. Yeah, hope everybody's doing well. Um, lots of good stuff to talk about tonight. We are really going to focus on JMU Giving Day coming up on Thursday. This was our uh, our entrance to official JMU dom right a couple years ago. And yeah, this this <laughs> we made our bones. This That's was, right. So. As always, thanks to Meredith Cox Crawford for bringing us in. Um, as always, we're brought to you by Pale Fire Brewing in Harrisonburg, Virginia. Got the big Rocktown Beer Fest coming up April 20th. Hope to see quite a few of you down there. Uh, Rock, uh, Pale Fire is one of the main sponsors. Going to have lots of good local beers down there. So go by the tap room anytime and mention the podcast. You get a free pint glass. And we are proud to be brought to you by Mossy Creek Fly Fishing. There in Harrisonburg, Virginia, where we're going to have lots of cool stuff coming up this summer. I saw Rob this week. They got all their Howler Brothers gear in. I so, saw that. Yeah. yeah they're, they're hyping that up on uh, yeah. Facebook and whatnot. Yeah. So go by. You can go by Mossy Creek there in town. You could book a trip with them. You can take lessons with them. If you're a first time person like I am, uh, you can go by and get a lesson from the guys there. Uh, tons of JMU folks. The owners are JMU folks. Most of the people that work there are JMU folks, big supporters of the university and the fly fishing community there in the Valley. So go by there anytime. If you mention the podcast at Mossy Creek, you get a free Mossy Creek sticker. So you can adorn your coolers and get ready for tailgate season. Um, we're going to have a couple guys from the Duke Club on a little later to talk specifically about Giving Day and the, what it means to the Duke Club. It's coming up on Thursday, the 21st. We're really excited about that. But we are, Rob, going to talk tonight. I think we're it's safe to say we're really bummed for the women's basketball team, right? I'm about it than I thought I would be, to be perfectly yeah. honest. Um, I, I tend to just kind of move on with things. Like football losses get me, and I think in all things basketball, I've just been kind of conditioned to mm-hmm. kind of enjoy whatever happens, with, particularly with the women, and just kind of appreciate them for what they are. Yeah. And, not worry about it but this one really bugs me like just the way it all went down was such a great season and then just absolutely you know in the span of two or three minutes just to have kind of the whole season flash before your eyes yeah um, due to injuries it just it was so unfortunate and you know, they played so well um i'm such a huge fan of, of coach O. yeah we both uh, just are. to see smalls get hurt and like it just was i guess you don't want to say heartbreaking. It's only a game, but it was pretty heartbreaking. Yeah, it's, to see it's it all end like that. pretty miserable when you figure and, – and to see them be in the first four out of the tournament and you think, like, if they had just they won just one won game. Won that game. Yeah, yeah. they'd probably get in regardless. Or had of, they not – Yeah, I mean, was it just the loss to Hampton earlier in the season? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, it just, that certainly It came down them. to just a, a couple bad breaks and all that hard work Yeah, just kind of goes – it doesn't go for not. It still was a terrific season. You sure. can't take that away. But I mean, these are these are athletes. These are these are women who've dreamed of playing in the tournament, and to see it get so close and then just have it taken away, it's absolutely crushing. Yeah, and to lose it due to injury. I mean, you know, no disrespect to Hofstra or anybody else in the CAA, but to have it go down that way, it's it's just so disappointing. And I, I know it's got to be killing Lexi Barrier and Kamaya Smalls, and, and then the whole team just to miss out on that opportunity at the last second like that is really tough. And then. You know, just to pile on to the misery, the women's bracket was leaked earlier in the day. So, you know, that was pretty – that's just crummy by – I don't know what happened with ESPN there, but 
it sucks for everybody. I mean, it, it's just lousy all it's around. It's lousy all around. Yeah. I mean, it didn't, it just would have delayed the inevitable for JMU, but it stinks for these schools and all these athletes and schools that set events up for the watch parties and get so excited. And, you know, I was lucky enough to be down here at UNCG for our men's program to make it last year. And, you know, that event was a whole lot of fun for the school. It was a big deal for the school and to, for everybody to kind of lose out on that really sucks. And yeah, both my teams, because UNCG men were the first team out of the men's tournament as well. Yeah. yeah so got the win did, tonight, though. They did start the NIT off yep. with a bang. Yep. Yeah. They might get to host NC State, which would be a big deal for UNCG down here, too, if, if mm-hmm. things go well. I think NC State was beating Hofstra tonight. So, yeah, just a real bummer for the women. I, I don't know what else to say. They do play in the women's NIT, where they are the number one seed coming up this week. Um, it's, I, I think we heard from Coach O today at the press conference that he's not going to play Kamaya. You know, she played a couple minutes in that tournament game, I think probably mostly as a decoy, uh, kind of a desperate attempt. But she might be back, he said today, if they advance past the first round, which would be obviously great news if they could pull this off. I, I, it certainly seems like they could, given their opponent this time. And they're not going to have Lexi Barrier, it doesn't sound like, the rest of the way. So just tough break for JMU. And it's really disappointing, too. I think we were hoping maybe they'd be back for the tournament. And there's the potential for uh, they win two games, they could be playing Kenny Brooks and Virginia Tech in the NIT tournament. So that would be really – I don't know that that would be fun for Coach O or Coach Brooks. But for the rest of us, that would be a lot of fun, especially if that game was at the combo. So um, I think the women's NIT is a a bid process, which we're all familiar with from the FCS football playoffs – so I, I don't know whether JMU would host that game or not. JMU has certainly put forth strong bids in the NIT we've seen in the past for the women's program. So hopefully they'll be at home for a couple more, you know, two or three more games at least if they, if they can win the first one and move on. And good luck to the women. We'll certainly be pulling for them. I would, look, would certainly hate to see the season end with Kamaya not getting to play, you know, in the postseason at all. So it's really – Really? She needs a Zion-like comeback. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. 13 for 13. Yeah. 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 So, but good luck to the women this week. We'll, be, we'll all be following closely. Uh, Rob, the one other big sports news, or I guess there's two things. I, I don't know what happened today, but I just see that Bonnie Zhang in women's swimming was one of the, the fifth ever JMU swimmer to make the NCAA uh, swimming finals. And I, I think she swam today. So it's a big congrats to her. It's a big big win for the program and for that individual athlete. And then the big news over the weekend, I think was a pleasant surprise. Uh, JMU baseball actually went out West and became the first team in history to shut out Cal state Fullerton Titans in back-to-back games. Uh, for those of us that don't follow college baseball that closely, Fullerton is actually, uh, it, it sounds like a mid-major, but they're quite a major power in baseball. And ha- no, they're a power. Yeah. They're, they're, this is not one of their, better years right um record wise but the record's a little deceiving i think they're a game or two under 500 but they've played a pretty tough schedule and there yeah. are a couple of early season tournaments i think in arizona um played like stanford but uva and uva isn't as good as they've done in the past now that's just that's a big confidence boosting win to go take two out of three on the yeah. road all the way across the country to get it done with a couple of really strong pitching performances yeah uh, that was kind of the achilles heel Mm-hmm. Um, under the former coach, but Ike now, you know, 
the pressure's on. He, he's got to perform this year, but it seems like he and the team ready to do just that. Um, yeah. They're getting really outstanding pitching, um, some timely hitting. It's not the power. It's not like the powerful lineup from some of the, the teams of Jamie's past, but I, I got to think they're in contention. To, uh, they're in contention. What am I saying? I think they could be good in the season. Yeah, I think that's what we think. Yeah, yeah. and, and I, yeah, I mean, like they're they're definitely not going to be the front runners, but I mean, they they could be in a situation where they're competing for the title. Certainly, um, looking like they're the team that can challenge to make the CAA tournament, which is something they haven't done in the past couple of years. So yeah, definitely, just a great weekend, great great way to go out there and win a couple big road games. Definitely, and and I think it's one of those things too. I mean, we've been waiting for this with men's basketball for two decades. But at some point, you got to learn how to win. Yeah. And this team and Coach Ike seem to be, you know, they seem to be discovering it a little bit. And I think mm-hmm. once you start out this way, it tends to continue playing out. That. I mean, you build some confidence and some reserves of fortitude a little bit for the tough, the tough games going forward. And Yeah, I mean, John, everybody made fun of John Thompson and Little Sisters of the Poor in that schedule. But there, there is a method to that madness. Uh, it's not for everybody. Yep. I think there's a lot of people – Coach Shelley would go the opposite mm-hmm. direction. You, you play the best people you can come get mm-hmm. or best best teams that will take you on in their place, and it prepares you. But I think for younger teams or teams that are kind of climbing out of a little bit of a of a down period, yeah, there's something to be said for just taking on all comers. And, you know, mixing in. They played Louisville, top team. But yep. I mean, if you got to go sweep some Patriot League teams, go do it. Yeah, absolutely. Get those, get those Ws and, and make winning a habit. Yeah. And speaking of Coach Shelley, that's one more thing we should touch on. Huge week for the lacrosse program, right? Yeah, UVA tomorrow in Maryland this week. Yeah, so big, big opportunities for the program. Obviously, UVA, another team um, that has revenge on their mind from last year's JMU postseason run to the championship. Mm-hmm. So, But that that's certainly a game that would – I mean, if they could get one of these two, I think you'd have to feel really good about their at-large chances – down the road being the former champs and already being kind of a top five, top 10 team this year. So big, big week. I, I, I saw Chase Kitty wrote on Twitter and I thought about it a little bit. You might not be wrong that um, this could be like weirdly, like maybe the biggest regular season week for a JMU program. I don't know if I'd say ever, but certainly in a long time. I mean, you're talking about a defending champ, defending national champion, top five team, you know, getting a chance to really put their mark on this season again. And I think if they won even just one of these games, anybody who doubted this team, even after last year's run, would be pretty much silenced for the rest of the way as they're likely to roll through the CAA. I, I, don't, I mean, there's some good teams in CAA, but uh, Music is going to be a heavy favorite when they get into the conference. So good luck to lacrosse as well. Well, particularly, I mean, Maryland's number two in the country. Virginia oh. is right on the heels of JMU. So, I mean, two top ten teams. Yeah. Um, JMU has beaten Virginia in the past. I'm mm-hmm. not sure. They beat Maryland in the past. I don't Maryland know. They struggled is with a, Maryland, right? Last year, yeah. that was the, the, the well, team that they lost Everybody to. struggled with Maryland. Yeah, right. And then they, Maryland, Maryland is a beast program. Yeah, we really thought JMU might see Maryland in the title game, and then Maryland lost to Boston College when JMU mm-hmm. was beating North Carolina in the Final Four. So, yeah, Maryland is obviously the, the big dog in women's lacrosse and pretty big dog in men's lacrosse most of the time, too. Yeah. yeah. So good luck to the Dukes. Good luck to Coach Shelley, one of our favorite guests. And hopefully they can, you know, just keep ramping up for another run here. So 
And, and Rob, I guess before we before we go and, and talk to Scooter and Justin, we should say um, it was nice to see spring practice really kicking off the last week. Oh, right? It really was. Yeah. It really was. Just see that little video today. Like I, I definitely yeah. geeked out and just seeing. <laughs> Whatever. I'm sure people are treating it like the Zapruder film, trying to see if they can if they can oh, read I, I was like, oh, I don't know about this, right? Yeah, um, but it just it just seems exciting, and the comments you hear from Coach Signetti mm-hmm. it just are very encouraging. Mm-hmm. Um, the comments you hear from players, from guys like Arthur Motes, who were down there over the weekend, and talking about how once again um, guys have bought into this this new coaching change. Right. All just very encouraging, very exciting. Very, and then that that. Uh, Greg Medea article today, I really enjoyed um, talking about the tight end position, which was a real, uh, you know, sore spot for JMU last year, um, literally and figuratively. Um, it's just they were decimated by injuries last year. I did not realize last year that Clayton Cheatham was playing with a torn ligament in his thumb and then later a broken foot as well uh, at various times in the season. But they, he was saying that Cheatham – Dylan Stapleton and Nick Carlton are all healthy right now. And, you know, that they've moved a couple guys. I think there's a defensive lineman painter who played a good bit on the defensive line last year who switched to tight end. And then a couple of younger guys that came in as, I think there was a quarterback and somebody else who are moving in at that position as well. So Signetti clearly trying, and I saw him comment that he'd like to see two tight ends on the field more often. I guess if he wants to lead the nation in rushing, that's probably a, something he's going to have to do. And last year, JMU at, at times didn't even have two tight ends. So that, that was exciting. I would love to see Clayton Cheatham have a real healthy season. We've seen promise from him. I didn't realize, Rob, how bad. I mean, Dylan Stapleton led the tight ends last year with like 14 catches for 180 yeah. yards or so. I mean, yeah, it was, it was a banged up position. Yeah, they just had nothing going for him. So it'd be great to see that position. And we've talked about that over and over again, I feel like, on here. Um, it'd be great to see that position have a few guys that can really contribute. So I think with that, Rob, let's bring on our friends and uh, talk about Giving Day. I know for us personally, this is uh, – it's just really cool. It's a fun day for JMU. It's kind of become a signature event for us. And it's cool to see everyone this year really getting into it early. I mean, I've, I've seen some videos online from various alumni chapters and stuff. So it, it would be cool – it's a nice thing that seems to keep building where a lot of other schools, I think, have kind of lost their enthusiasm for this kind of day and would love to see JMU have a big one on Thursday. Yeah, that would be terrific. Yeah. So, Rob, I will talk to you on the other side. All right. Thanks. There we go. We're in here. <laughs> All man. right. Welcome, um, guys. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Justin Genuzzi and Scooter Rankin from the Duke Club. Thank you guys so much for joining us. I know this is an exciting week for you all. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate, appreciate the, the opportunity. opportunity. <laughs> we're, we're, we're happy to be here. Good. So I, we just wanted to kind of, this is um, really how we got involved with, I don't know, being, I, I don't know, something more than just fans lobbing stuff at JMU from the outside um, through Giving Day a couple of years ago. And this has been a big event for us, and, and I know it's a big one for you, and we wanted to have you guys on to talk about the Duke Club and talk about Giving Day, too. So I was wondering if either one of you could start, maybe Justin, with just kind of reminding everyone um, how important the Duke Club is and exactly what it does. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. Um, so, so, yeah, yeah tomorrow, tomorrow is JMU's fourth annual Giving Day. So, so on March, March 21st, 
It's, uh, it's going to be a wild, fun day uh, to celebrate all the great success uh, going on at JMU, shining a light on the importance of philanthropy and, and giving back. You know, with all the great success that we're having and we will continue to have, it, it takes some um, financial support. And tomorrow is really a you – know, the, the focus is more on participation. You know, it's – dollars do matter, but, you know, anyone can get involved, whether you're mm-hmm. a fan, an alum, um, you know, a neighbor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the more, the merrier. And, oh, you, yeah. and you can start at five dollars and mm-hmm. the, the impact that you can make or or we can make together collectively is huge. And it, it's mm-hmm. just a fun day to, um, you know, just to celebrate everything going on. And, you know, what the Duke Club is, we're obviously the fundraising arm for JMU Athletics. We have so much to be proud of, not only this year, but our history and and everything that we have in our future. So when, when you give tomorrow, when you give in two days or three days or in a month, you know, you're making an impact on our student athletes and everything that we're building here with JMU Athletics. Hey, Todd, Todd, I, Todd yeah. forgot to mention, uh, Justin forgot to mention that uh, we actually had a few newborns give on Giving Day, too. So we're, uh, we're accepting uh, all, all gifts and, uh, and all participation. Yeah, yeah, I think we, we had a few dogs and cats, and, and uh, <laughs> you know, we won't turn down uh, anyone. No, not at all. Well, and I love what you said that uh, Giving Day in particular, one of the things we've had so much fun with the last couple of years is, you know, not to say we don't want the bigger donations, but this is really about participation and, and you know, just getting everyone excited in the JMU community. Exactly. Trying to get more people into the, you know, into the pool of yeah. people who are, you yeah. know, I think a lot of people feel like, hey, I can't give you a million dollars, and I can't either. <laughs> so um, we're, we're not trying to price anyone out. You know, it, it takes an army to do what we need to do. And, mm-hmm. you know, like Clemson, who's one of the most successful fundraising arms in the country, you know, they, their motto is IPTE, or that's what their organization is called. And it's, right. you know, I pay $10 a year. And oh, wow. You know, you can join the Duke Club. Our lowest membership is fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. That's less than five dollars a month. Yeah, and I know that might not be easy for everyone, but we hope that that is, um, you know, just a, an entry level where people can can get involved, feel like they're making an impact because they are. Yeah. So, can fans? A question I had for you guys is: um, Can fans make their? I, I know this is. We would love for fans to make their annual contributions all year round, um, but can they make their sort of parking contribution this week uh, at on giving day? Oh, of course. Yeah. So, you know, I know you're probably a little familiar that we have a new model um, mm-hmm. with the new tax law and the proud and true fund will be what we're kind of showcasing tomorrow. And that does focus on your parking hospitality benefits. So mm-hmm. some people to this point have, have purchased their football season tickets, made their seat contribution. Tomorrow's a great day to do the proud and true to, to help with the parking. We are in a reseeding, reparking year. So a lot of people tend to juice it up this year to, to get a good appointment time to make sure they're locked in uh, for the best seats and parking for the next four years. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. I mean, I, I, on the parking front, I might as well go ahead and ask it now. Um, this is a four-year 
reparking cycle, right? So we'll, this is the last time we'll do this for a while. Yeah, you know that's um, we've had a lot of changes mm-hmm. you know, these past two years. Yeah, and and feedback that we received from our donors was, hey, you know, we really um, it means a lot to us to park with who we want to be with, you know, our friends, just like yep. who we want to sit with in the stadium. Mm-hmm. So, you know, technically we. We'll repark every year. You'll have the opportunity to move around. But when right. you log in, you'll have the parking spot you had the previous year. Yeah. So that was really direct feedback that we got from our donors. I know, Scooter, you've, you heard a lot of feedback. Right. No, I think it's, it's a great way for, uh, for our donors to, uh, to feel comfortable and, and mm-hmm. know the spot that they're in and uh, know they're going to be there, their friends, because that's really the most important thing is, you know, that tailgate is camaraderie and, and uh, getting ready for the game. So I think this, this model is, uh, is definitely something that we wanted to provide for our donors uh, and make them, make them happy because that's what we're here for. Yeah, I think it, re- it rewards some loyalty, and, and it continues to build the great atmosphere we have on our game days. I mean, mm-hmm. it's second to none, and our tailgate scene is a huge part of that. So, you know, kind of rewarding our donors for their loyalty and what they're doing, giving back to the school, I, I, that's a positive. Yeah, I know we're like a lot of fans. We're we're getting organized with our. We got to get Partlow and Ward and Trifuse. Uh, we got to get our D Lock crew organized. There you go, man. I'll yeah. tell you guys that it, it's it's on our website, but we will promote it more after giving day. Mm-hmm. A new parking lot's going to be online, and it's C nine. Okay. So that's the parking lot next to Duke Dog Alley and the P lot. I think it's a really cool, neat lot. Um, it's guys, not, you guys heard it here first, man. This is, oh, yeah, this is a drop breaking news. news. So is Unveiling. that the little strip going into the tunnel then? Yes. Okay. Oh. So, yeah. so there's about 30 spots there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a huge lot, but right. it's kind of an extension to the P lot, which sure. people love. So yes. I think it'll be well received. Nice. Good to hear. So we just wanted to ask you specifically, does the Duke Club have any um, specific things planned for tomorrow for Giving Day? Or- yeah, you know. Tomorrow's obviously March Madness is going to be a big day. Yeah, so yeah. There'll be some uh, March Madness themes. We've had some great donors step up and kind of be some provide some challenge gifts throughout the day. So you'll you'll see a little bit of a March Madness theme from the Duke Club tomorrow. I like it. I guess we'll root for Northeastern. So, <laughs> yeah, right. I'll, I'll tell you what. I think our uh, you know our obviously our women's team had a couple tough yeah. injuries down the stretch and sure. It's. I know they're dealing with that, and they're going to represent us well. The WNIT mm-hmm. and, our, and Scooter and I, we were down in Charleston. We we're not that far away with this men's team. You nope. know, I, I know that the, the the record's not where we want it or where the team wants it, but they're knocking on that door, and and this new facility is going to be a huge boost for them. Gotcha. And then I wanted to look out in the spring and summer for you all, um, just do club wise. Anything you guys can talk about yet? You know, any big plans for events this spring and summer? For sure, Todd. Yeah, I wanted to, I know, a quick plug for our events coming up this spring. Um, Kind of starting in April here, uh, we have our Duke Club Golf Classic, which we're super excited about. Oh, yeah. Uh, Be at Spotswood Country Club again. And, uh, you know, we already got uh, a lot of signups, but there's there's still room for for some more foursomes. Uh, Mm -hmm. So we're super excited about that. That's April 12th. Uh, the following day is the football spring game day. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's uh, 1 p.m. on yep. April 13th. Super excited about that. Obviously, get a look at uh, Coach Signetti and the new coaching staff and our <laughs> team coming back, which we're all pumped about. 
Yeah, uh, I, I think there's give... some interest in maybe who's going to be the quarterback. So that <laughs> a little, a little bit. A lot of there's people are excited for that game for sure. Exactly. Yeah. We've exactly. been trying to be a quarterback free zone. Right. Well, that's, right. Yeah. We, that's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very good. Very good. Yeah. And then uh, just to touch on our spring tour dates where we'll be bringing uh, Coach Signetti, Coach Rowe, uh, Coach O'Regan, and then hopefully as many coaches as we can down for our spring tour. Uh, that Those dates start in D.C. and Nova. We're at Nats Park April 30th, which we're pumped about. It's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have our Richmond spring tour event, which is May 1st, Westwood Country Club. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Norfolk and Tidewater area is May 2nd at the Blue Moon Tap House. So we've got some good dates coming up that we're, we're pumped to get in and get into our uh, JMU Nation. And oh, we, yeah. would, we would love to, you know, last year, Ty, we got to see you a little bit. Yep. We'd love to expand it to a couple more dates next year. Mm-hmm. This year with reseeding and reparking, and it, it, we kind of had a be back in the office a little bit more this spring, but mm-hmm. we are excited about those three events. McKenna Kendrick is our new director of special events and she's doing a fantastic job and, and we'll have a lot of fun things in the fall as well. Oh, that's great to hear. I know we, we will be excited to be there. I'm sure Rob will be at the uh, DC event. So love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, anything last, lastly, anything you guys last one last plug for giving day and just the Duke club overall, anything else you guys got to say here? Yeah, I, I think the, the, the biggest message is uh, every little bit counts. You know, mm-hmm. we, uh, we, anybody that can give tomorrow, uh, we appreciate it. It makes a difference. It's going to our JMU student athletes, and uh, they're working their butts off day in, day out. And, it, and this gift that they make on, on giving day uh, make a difference. And it's, it's special for us, and it's special for the student athletes. It's great yeah. to hear. Hopefully, kick off another great spring here. Yeah, and I, you know, it's. The university's in a fundraising campaign, Unleashed. And every donor, every dollar that's you know participating tomorrow is a part of that Unleashed campaign. You know, the Duke Club, we have a zillion different things you can kind of be a part of, whether it's the Charter Wall, our Young Alumni Program, Student mm-hmm. Duke Club, uh, Morrison Aylers Society. But tomorrow, the, the true focus is our annual fund. That is our lifeblood. You know, we had a record breaker year last year, you know, where we brought in $2.6 million towards our annual fund. Well, our scholarship bill is, is close to $10 million. So we're excited about the progress we've made, but we mm-hmm. still have to close that gap. So when we say it, we truly mean it. Every donor truly makes an impact. Nice. Well, let's step up here, Dukes. It's, it's our day to keep closing that gap there. So. Well, and we appreciate you guys for the platform and everything that you guys do for shining the light on JMU athletics. Uh, we're thrilled to do it. We love love it all the way. We're hoping for some some more lacrosse or softball, maybe even baseball success this spring. Baseball's off know, to a man. great start. Yeah. yeah. So I'm sure I will see you guys sometime this spring. I know I will be down there in Harrisonburg the week after the spring game. Um, so <laughs> That's I'm convenient. Gonna, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I will see you guys at some point and. Uh, Thank you very much for giving us the time. And, you know, Giving Day means a lot to us. It's, it's been a really fun event for us. I mean, we're primarily social media idiots, you know. So <laughs> G- Giving Day is kind of our, our big day for JMU. So Awesome. Yeah, we'll have fun tomorrow, and I will talk to you guys soon. Thank appreciate you, it. Thank you, Rob. Thanks, appreciate it, guys. Go Dukes. Thank- Go Dukes. Go Dukes. And we're back.
How are you, Rob? <laughs> oh, I'm doing okay. A little, little right. more technical difficulties once uh, again. Always, right. But big thanks to the guys from the Duke Club for coming on. Um, really excited to have them and talk about Giving Day. It means a lot to us. It means a whole lot to the Duke Club. It means a lot to JMU overall. I mean, Rob and I say this every year. You know, we are obviously our angle is sports and the Duke Club's important to us. But whatever you choose to, however you can choose to support the university means just as much to us. Uh, and to the university as a whole. So thanks, everybody, for p- playing along with us, and hopefully everyone will have fun tomorrow on Thursday. So, Rob, we wanted to do a quick OT tonight. I thought you had a really good idea. Um, you want to introduce it? Yeah, we were just talking about kind of playing, um, I don't know, like fantasies or like the, a little Joey, Joey D, like commissioner, just instead of actually <laughs> doing, doing something, let's just try to get work our way onto one of these teams. Um, so we were thinking maybe we can just go back and talk about if we could have been on any JMU team. What? What? I can't even hear you. Is that like? No, I'm good. Yeah. I think I'm still. You're like shuffling? It sounds like. Do you hear like a shuffling noise? Oh, of course. Welcome oh, to the JMU Sports Blog Podcast. Okay. I didn't know what's going on. That was like my mic or something. No. Um, anyway, where were we? Oh, yeah. So we're thinking about like if we could have been on any JMU team, any sport, which team would have been and why? Right. So do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first, Rob? You can go first. All right, because I'm afraid I'll steal the obvious one for me. I, I, I did think about this one quite a bit. Um, but it would be I, – I, I don't think there's any way I could say anything other than the 2016 football team. Um, I know there's a little recency bias with that one. But for me, those guys are kind of I, – I mean, they're going to kind of be the names that we – they're – I feel like that's the team where those are the names we're going to remember as fans big time. And, uh, you know, the, I thought about the 04 team um, and, and that's really important to me personally and to us and those of us that followed along and were already into it back then, but it wasn't the same deal. And coming back 12 years later, just seeing what the turnout in Frisco for that game and the excitement from, everybody at JMU, what it had turned into. Um, I don't know. And, and just the team seemed to really have fun and start believing in themselves. And it, it would be really hard for me. The one thing I thought about, Rob, is I, I, I think my favorite JMU football team ever is the 08 team. But I, it would be really hard to go out on a loss. Like, it was really no, hard for me to choose. The way they lost. Yeah, yeah, it would be really hard for me to choose a team where if you're actually on the team and you have to end your season with that heartbreak as opposed to, you know, holding the trophy. So, yeah, well, that, I mean, that there are some limits back- our, That limits our choices. It does. And, 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 and uh, you know, I thought, and maybe you'll go this way, there are some basketball teams that I thought about who mm-hmm. maybe raised one banner and, you know, obviously JMU has never been in a position to win a national championship in basketball. Um, but that even that, I thought, even those teams, like it would be hard for me to end on a on that note. I, I don't know. And it's funny, right? Because I think the 08 and the 17 football teams, I don't know if I might not bet on the 08 team and the 17 team against the 04 and 16 teams on a neutral field. But – it didn't end with a championship. So who knows? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I don't know about that. Right? I, I don't I think, know either. Right. But yeah, I, I, that 08 team was really good. Yeah. And probably, probably my favorite too. Yeah. If we're being honest, it's just something about it. It was very enjoyable to watch. Like it was a, it was a fun style of football. Um, it was, 
kind of the hype built throughout the year. But that 16 team, by the end, I think if you look at the total body of work, you're like, oh, well, the defense wasn't that good. But by the end, that team was humming on all cylinders. Yeah. That, that, they were just a machine. Yeah, and to win that game they won up at the Fargo Dome and then to turn around and, you know, come back. I mean, thankfully, in some ways, they didn't play a week later. They played three weeks later with the new schedule yeah, as opposed to the 4 team. But to, you know, turn around and come back and finish the job, that's pretty great. So I, did, were you going to go a different way maybe to hoops or something? Yeah, I mean, I, well, I thought maybe like, oh, field hockey, first national championship team. But yeah. I'd be – I probably wouldn't help out the team that much considering I don't know the rules and I've never played. And, <laughs> right. and, I thought about that. Yep. You know, it's like, yeah, great. You know, so I, that's more like I, I feel obligated that we should acknowledge them because mm-hmm. it was such a big deal for the school. But, no, I didn't, I didn't really consider that. Um, the most recent hoops team that went to the tournament? Yeah, that, I, I thought about I, them. I, well, I thought that was a very fun team from about mid-January on. Yes. Before that, it was kind of up and down. It, it, it didn't always seem like like they were getting along. It didn't seem like right, they, right, for right, the entire right. season that, that no. would have been the most fun team to be a part of. I think at the end it was, but throughout it just – it seemed to have a lot of drama and up and back, you know. It, mm-hmm. it was kind of a weird tournament with only seven teams. Mm-hmm. Um, then I thought about, you know, the, the 93-94 team that hit – yeah, that's, I thought about the Coast 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 for sure, yeah. And that was cool. I mean, that was back when the CAA was a lot different. Mm-hmm. Um, v, it was pre-VCU. I think VC, right. we played VCU that year. I think you were in the Metro Conference with right. Charlotte, some right. other teams. But it was like ODU, Richmond, Mason. Um, I think American was, was still there. Yeah, American, East Carolina. That team was, was really good, had a great run in the CAA tournament, hit kind of the, the iconic moment of JMU Hoops. I don't want sure. to say modern history, but last generation yeah, um, yeah. was Kaluka's shot. They had a really heartbreaking game in the tournament, but it was yeah. fun because it was like a primetime game on a Thursday night. Yeah. Um, everybody was watching. They ended up losing by two to, to Florida, Florida who went all the way to the final four, yeah. went to the final four um, and really could have won. Uh, yeah. That, that, oh, was, that was a fun team, but I got to go back. I'm not even going to pretend like I remember this because I, I don't. I'm glad you're going to say these teams. Yeah. You know, the, the 83 and 84, yeah, NCAA yeah. basketball teams like yeah, that's just I mean those were legitimate like mid major powerhouses. I think Jamie was a nine seed. Yeah, um, in eighty two, they knocked off Ohio State in the first round of the eight nine game. That was a team mm-hmm. with I think Clark Kellogg was a star. Yeah, I think so. Yep. Then they lost by two to UNC um, with with James Worthy, Michael Jordan, Jordan Sam Perkins, right. you know right, Dean right. Smith. Right. Um, just kind of an epic. UNC went on to win the thing. So, mm-hmm. JMU played them tougher than anybody else. I believe was mm-hmm. that the Eric Sleepy Floyd year, when UNC that was UNC's first championship under Smith, I think right? So, right? Yeah, Jordan hit the shot, and then Jordan Sleepy hit the Floyd shot. The Sleepy over. Floyd yeah. turned the ball over. Um, then what was it the year after that in '83? They won a game as well. They beat West mm-hmm. Virginia, lost to UNC again. That was yep. the tournament that NC State won with five, over five. Oh yeah, Alabama, crazy. Yeah, yep. So mm-hmm. I got to go with that. I mean, as much as right oh, yeah. now I'm more enthused about football due to the winning. When I was a little kid, I mean, I dreamed of playing the NCAA tournament. Yeah, um, me too. For me, like, and, and I liked college football, but my football, you know, fantasy is more about the Super Bowl. For basketball, it was it was March Madness. I mean, March I, Madness. Yeah, I, you know, I wanted to play in the NBA. And I, Ironically enough, I thought it was more realistic than my friends because I didn't <laughs> want to be a role player. Right, right, right. And so I thought that that was my way in. Uh, but I would spend 
hours with my friends, just you know, daydreaming oh. and going through the scenarios like you are going to be in March Madness. So the oh, opportunity yeah. to do that, to win games, to play against one of the all-time great college teams, play them close. I completely get what you're saying about going down, you know, having your last game be a loss. But right. that's the nature of the beast in the NCAA tournament for me. Like that's just a life-changing experience to get to go. I'm like with Zion Williamson. When you see him last week and at the oh, end yeah. of the game, people like shut it down. He's like, I mean, he was looking no. at you like, you crazy? He's like, no, I'm getting to play with all my friends. I'm getting to play in this right. tournament. Right. It's amazing. And talking to James today, my son, he was the same way. Oh. He's like, well, who would ever pass up the chance to, to play college basketball for a year? <laughs> right. You know, we right. were talking about the one and done. And he's like, you know, well, I think they're going to get rid of it. And he's like, what? He's like, you got to go play at least a year. Like, to play a March Madness? <laughs> right. Like, why would it, just that to me is awesome. And to do it like they did, mm-hmm. um, not sneak in nope, at the back no. end. I, I think it was, a, no. it was a smaller bracket then. I think it was only 12 seeds, wasn't it? Right. Like Something 40, like that. Yeah. 48. But teams. still, like, to, That's to still win, deal. to win games and play top teams like that, I don't know. For me, that's, that would be the tops, the, the part that I'd want to be a part of. Yeah, I think that's hard to beat. And and to you know, to walk away and say, I played against Michael Jordan and James Worthy. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I played against two Hall of Fame. I mean, the greatest player, you know, whatever, LeBron, MJ, whatever. I mean, you know, arguably the greatest player of all time and, and easily the you know, two Hall of Hall of Famers, first ballot Hall of Fame type players. I mean, that's something you take with you forever for sure. Well yeah, I mean, even the Ohio State team, they beat the year before had three guys that went on to play in the NBA. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, it's it's mm-hmm. it, this was a different era. It wasn't, you know, losing in the play-in game or lo- getting blown out like against Indiana, which still was fun to make it and to go go mm-hmm. play. Thanks, Oladipo was on that team, wasn't right. he? That, that team, but that's oh, yeah, not the yeah, same as actually. Yeah. No. I don't know. No. To me, that that would be. The, the, well, I thought the about that JMU team, the thirteen basketball team, just because they did have a ton of fun. Those two weeks of the CAA tournament going into yeah. the NCAA tournament, um, off the court, they had a little too much fun at times, yeah. right? But um, and then I don't know if you thought at all, Rob. I, I, I mean, I did think about last year's lacrosse team. Um, one one thing about that team just that I enjoyed as a fan, coming pretty new to the sport, really, was that was a real team. I mean, there, I, you know, you don't look back at that team and say one player was the star player uh, or the reason they won the championship. I mean, I, I, that would be a fun team to be a part of just because they felt like, I don't know, what were there 15 girls that were a massive contributors to winning that championship. Yeah. I mean, that, that's from, a pretty from... cool thing to be a part of, and coming from where they come from. Right. Yeah. 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 That would be really fun. And to see the way that the kind of the, the school and the fans grew along with them and the enthusiasm built. The only thing that thinks is coming back, you know, you win it and then you return back and everybody's gone for the summer. Yeah, I know. That's but always that's, tough that's for just, these baseball, a, softball, lacrosse. Yeah. All the spring brutal. sports, it's definitely brutal. I mean, because yeah. that was the thing, right? The 13 basketball team, you know, coming back to – I mean, and I'm sure the Coluco team, you know, when they came back from the Richmond Coliseum, the biggest thing in the world, mm-hmm. I'm sure. You know, I mean, well, when we – That was on spring break. They oh, did. so was it actually okay. wasn't. Yeah, that, that shot happened. Over I mean, you break. were there for that, and I was not. So, but right, I mean, you were in school already. I think. Oh right? yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I'll tell you, and the game was like I said, it was on a Thursday night, and mm-hmm. everybody, everywhere you went on campus, the, the game oh, was yeah. on. People were glued to the TV. Everybody was having a good time. Yeah. And naively, we were like, "Man, college is great. It's going to be like this every year. <laughs> we're going to go towards it." <laughs> 
<laughs> I think it was what nineteen years. Yeah, and so, now it's we're back in the desert again. So yeah, yeah. So, but you take take things for granted sometimes. I know. I like that topic though, Rob. Uh, so with that, we're all done for the evening. Thanks to Pale Fire. Thanks to Mossy Creek. Go support those guys there in Harrisonburg. Looking forward to getting down there again this spring and supporting both of them. It's also season ticket time, reparking time. We will be back in D-Lot this year. Got some confirmation of that today, Rob, I think. Oh, great. That's our plan, but I know Justin and Chris are planning to be back this year, um, even though I think one of them has a new a new job and maybe a new hometown. Yeah, so, coming, yeah. coming north next, next fall. Yeah, we'll see what happens. So, um, Rob, it's great to talk to you. Hopefully we will have some women's victories to talk about this time next week. And we'll start diving into softball and some other things, um, you know, really taking a harder look at the spring sports. Yeah. And maybe talk a little spring football. Maybe we can get Madea to come yeah, on. Yeah, I think it's probably about time. I don't know if we're going to have him now or after the spring game. But, yeah, it's probably about time to really start getting into football as well. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. All right. And uh, get out there and support Giving Day, folks. Absolutely. Yeah. So thanks, Rob. And I will talk to you next week. All right. Later. Go Dukes. the man who has to crawl